Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. It's your boy, Jermaine, and I'm back at it again with another one. You already know how we do. We coming in live. You know what I'm saying? And we out here. Um, Another Wednesday. Um, Wow. Great week. Um, You know, and I'm going to start with, um, you know, some lyrics. Um, Rick Ross, Magnificent. And I'm taking all these from my, like, you know, my motivation and my hustle playlist, right? Uh, Magnificent by Rick Ross featuring, you know, John Legend. Um, it's a great song, um, you know, and the part that I wanted to talk about today was, you know, where he's like, I'm a Don, I'm a boss, I'm a prophet, I'm a G, I'm a CEO, which means I profit off of me, right? So, um, that's pretty self-explanatory, but don't forget that, um, you know, you're a brand, right? You as an individual are a brand and, you know, it's, that's kind of like the brand that you carry with you wherever you go. So make sure you're being very mindful and conscious of that um, in your interactions and in how you like network and how you move, how you move around. Um, you know, every opportunity is an opportunity for you to gain a contact. Um, you know, a potential business partner, a potential customer, um, a potential you know employee. You know, anything of that nature. So, just make sure that you 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 remember that you are the CEO of yourself, right? Um, sometimes we tend to forget that, um, you know, it's it, when, when you're trapped in a job, you know, you just a, you, you're kind of a number um, or you work and you have a boss. You kind of might lose touch of the fact that you're your you're your own boss. You know what I'm saying? Um, and also, I hope that, you know, saying that you're your own boss also builds a certain level of confidence for you um, as you move through, you know, navigate through hustle and navigate through life. So let's get right into it. Um so last week I talked about um, Marathon, Disney, and Microsoft, um, and you know, le- you know, the thing about when you're thinking about long-term investing and investing in businesses that have longevity and have um, a great ecosystem and um, a great you know board of directors and things of that nature, great CEOs and management. Um, you know, you you try to look, you try to time your buys in a way where you're buying things at really solid prices. So, luckily for us, right, since the last time we had the, we had a podcast, Disney's come down in price. Um, so, sorry, I had to yawn. Um, but yeah, um, Disney came down in price, which is good. Um, you know, looking for it to definitely, hopefully, hit the 160s. If it hits the 160s, I'll load up even more. And, um, you know, dollar cost average, um, you know, because I, I got some around, like, the, the 180 region. Just because it was sitting at my moving averages that I'd set up, um, but I still like Disney. Um, Netflix um, had decent earnings, um, but their stock dropped down by like I want to say like fifty dollars, right? It dropped down crazy um, after earnings. Why did Netflix drop down after earnings? Well, Netflix has a situation where, even though 
Yeah, they dropped down fifty dollars. Um, even though they are still like the number one streaming powerhouse in terms of like subscribers and all that, um, they're losing a lot of market share to companies like um Disney, um, you know, HBO Max with Warner and um AT and T, um, you know, Hulu, Amazon, uh Prime, right? Um, yeah, and so Disney Plus, I mean, hey, you know, um, that's, that's taking up, it's eating up a lot of market share fast, and I feel like part of it is the fact that Disney has all of the kid content, and, you know, in a situation where a lot of people are working from home and things of that nature, um, and they have their, their kids, and, you know, they can't take their kids and drop them off at, like, maybe a daycare or, like, things like that, um, you know, they might find the need to have to, um, purchase these subscriptions, um, for stuff like that, so, you know, uh, and also, some people just really like Disney content over anything, right, so I think, um, what happens is, right, a lot of people already have Netflix, right, they add the Disney subscription, let's say if you're a family, they add the Disney subscription for their kids, right, and now let's say you're somebody who didn't really stream, right, but now that things are the way they are, you now are in, um, you know, a streaming world, Disney has the the biggest movie franchise, I want to say in history with Marvel um, and the Avengers um, on their platform. Um, so even if you don't have, you know, a Netflix account or anything like that, a lot of people are going to gravitate towards Disney to watch the Avengers and watch the, the spinoffs and things of that nature, um, as well as any other new shows that they try to come up with. But, you know, Disney's kind of getting a stronghold on the market share, right? Because... And how you understand market share is, let's say if there's 100% of the pie of people who are going to stream, how much of the pie belongs to Netflix, how much of the t pie belongs to um, Disney, because that's ultimately what's going to drive your revenue and your sales. It's going to be how many people are subscribing. And, you know, Disney in their pretty much second year of doing this has, I mean, they, they've gone crazy, like absolutely crazy with the amount of subscribers that they have. And I feel like it's just the beginning because I feel like they haven't even tapped really into their you know, Disney Plus um, bag. I mean, they have more content coming out with the Marvel Universe. They still have Star Wars. They can hold down. Um, you know, they still, Disney is still rocking with ESPN. So if, you know, through COVID and the pandemic, um, you know, sports broadcasting becomes more popular on streaming platforms, Disney's already in that bag. So I see Disney going crazy. So after Netflix's earnings, what we saw is Netflix dropped by $50. I'm not interested in buying it right now, even though it is sitting at a great moving average because I feel like um, I get more for my money with Disney. I mean, not only is like and that's um, I was talking to um, my line brother about this today. And basically, if you think about it, right, um, what is what, what are companies that do a lot of things very well? Um, right. We have a company like um, Apple where, I mean, they have the MacBook, they have the iPad, they have the iPod, they have the iPhone, they have the AirPods. After Apple Day, they just revealed they have this thing that you can put on, you know, items around your house that you might lose, like maybe keys or, you know, anything like that. You put a, a little sticker on it and basically your phone can track it around your house or wherever it is. Um, so that's something cool that they're creating now, too. So Apple is just very innovative. And, you know, from an operating perspective, they're just killing it. Um, so... When you have a company like Apple and they decide to go into a, an area, they already have so much expertise in so many areas and they do so much that they can just funnel that capital into new projects and really make it the cream of the crop. So I say that to say when I come to think about 
Netflix versus Disney. Netflix has streaming, right? Disney has parks. Disney has, um, you know, shows and events. Um, Disney has merchandise and toys. Um, Disney has a bigger brand, right? Um, Disney has a larger network. By that, I mean Disney is partnered with Verizon, you know, the number one phone service in the U.S. Disney is partnered with, um, you know, like I was saying, ESPN, um, you know, it's just Disney is also partnered with Hulu. So, you know, Disney just is, is in so many bags and, you know, the, the amusement parks, they just have so much to pull from when it comes to how they could funnel subscribers into streaming and also how they can take people who subscribe to their streaming into their other areas of expertise like merchandise, like amusement Right. If you watch a new Disney, um, if you watch a new Disney, what's it called? Um, show on their platform and they decide that they want to add it as a as a ride or as a, an experience in one of their parks. Now you have an incentive to go and spend more money with Disney. You see how Disney keeps you in an ecosystem of, you know, moving dollars around within their business. Netflix can't really have that right now because all they really have is just the ease of streaming. I mean, they're trying to do their Netflix studio thing, right? where they're going to actually create original content. But who creates better original content, Netflix or Disney? Disney. So Disney does everything that Netflix might try to do better than them already. And what Netflix is doing well in, which is strictly streaming, right? Disney has so much of a track record with content that it would be hard for them to not be really competitive with Netflix, if not beat them at their own game, right? Um, so that's, I had a lot to say on Disney, but that's what I wanted to say on it. Um, so I like Disney. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you can't time the market, really. You just have to get in where you fit in, find a good price. Um, you know, a lot of people say buy dips. I say consult with a financial advisor. Um, but, you know, you can definitely buy dips and stuff like that. Um, next thing I'm going to talk about is Microsoft. Um, Microsoft has been running away and it's, it hasn't come back. So I'm chilling on Microsoft right now, waiting for it to, um, drop down by a couple of dollars. Um, I don't see it dropping down much. I feel like I'm comfortable to load up on Microsoft around 245. Right now it's at 260. I think I'm comfortable loading up at 245. Um, might have to start loading it up around 250, but I think I could wait and be patient. Um, what goes up comes down. What goes down goes up in this market. So, you know, well, depending on the company, right? Um, but, yeah, I, I like Microsoft still. I really still think they're a company for the future, and I think they're going to go crazy. Um, and then Marathon uh, Digital Holdings actually been doing – it's actually come down so much since the last time we spoke. Last time we spoke, um, Marathon was around $50, came all the way down to $30, and you already know. I mean, that almost 50% uh, drop for me was golden. I was loading up. Um, I loaded up today. I loaded up like yesterday around that $30 region. The reason why I loaded up on it is because that's a support level. So if it breaks that support level, I'll load up even more. But right now, since it's sitting at support, chances are it's going to bounce off and, um, you know, go up for a little bit before trying to come back down and retest that support. So I like Marathon Digital Holdings. Like I told you, Marathon is a company for the future. Um, we're going to get we're going to talk about crypto in a second. Um, but as you can see, crypto is becoming more and more of um, an everyday term. I mean, 
everybody's talking about crypto. People who don't know anything about stocks, anything about anything, are just are not talking about crypto. Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum. People still don't know how to spell Ethereum. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, people are starting to get into their bag, and businesses are starting to expect accept crypto as forms of payment. And so that's part of the catalyst that you need. People give what we have to understand is people give currency value, right? If when the U.S. first printed out dollars and nobody really gave it any value, it kind of would have been for nothing because nobody would be using it, right? People would still be trading whatever they traded for what they traded. But people accepted it as a currency. They agreed upon it. And that's how they started transacting in it. So no matter what anybody says, if somebody is willing to say, hey, I'll sell you this for your crypto or, hey, I'll buy this with crypto. Will you accept my payment? And that continues. I mean, that's all she wrote, really. Some of these, right, because some people confuse um, blockchain and cryptocurrency. Now, some of these coins um, are a product of blockchain that is being built upon and that is being utilized in different ways for different purposes. Um, right. Because it's all, it's like a lot of data and code and numbers and, you know, formulas and algorithms. Right. That create these things. So some of these algorithm algorithms are being used to create different things on a blockchain. And so if they become more valuable on the blockchain, they could increase in value. But they can also from what we saw about Dogecoin. I mean, the Mavericks said they're accepting it for tickets. The Rockets said they're accepting it for their online store, this company called Newegg that sells, um, you know, computer processors said they're accepting it as a form of payment. And if people are seeing the value in it, I mean, the price is going to go up because more and more people are going to try to actually use it to transact, which is going to lead to it being a more trusted medium for monetary transaction or crypto transaction, I guess. So, yeah, um, crypto is going crazy. So, with crypto going crazy and Marathon Digital being the most aggressive uh, crypto company out there, I just see it as a no-brainer. I mean, I see, I see their value like tripling or quadrupling or even, I mean, I could see them above $100, right? Right now they're at 30 just based on their aggressive strategy and approach for the next two years. And, you know, it's like, like I said, they have an aggressive approach to how much Bitcoin they're going to mine, right? Not let alone other cryptocurrencies, how much Bitcoin in particular they're going to mine. They have a very aggressive strategy and they're going to use a lot of technology and a lot of resources to make it happen. But while they're doing that, Bitcoin is also going to become more scarce, meaning it's going to be harder to get. But it's going to be harder to get, but they're increasing their firepower to be able to get it. So... You know, as Bitcoin increases, which I mean, I'm sure Bitcoin is going to, you know, it could hit six figures, right? Um, Bitcoin is going to hit six figures and they're going to be the number one miners of Bitcoin in the world. And Bitcoin is going to have that value that, you know, can't, can't even compare to gold because at the end of the day, you can find gold everywhere. Gold is a, gold is a scarce asset, but there's no telling the level of scarcity. There's no telling how much gold there really is in the world, right? But Bitcoin, we know there's only 20 million. That's it. No more, no less, right? So with that being said, um, yeah, I feel like it, it could really go crazy. Um, Marathon Digital, so I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on them. Now, talking about crypto, this past week there was a lot of talk about, I heard about this thing called Safe Moon. I heard about Moonstorm. I heard about Safe Mars. 
Um, I heard about all these different safe, you know, solar type of cryptocurrencies. And the interesting thing about these currencies is they weren't traded on your regular platforms. You, I mean, you couldn't really find them on Coinbase. Um, you couldn't really find them on Binance. What you had to do was you would have to get like, um, um, a, what's it called? You would have to get a wallet, right, that, you know, you would get, um, you would download from the app store, just get an external wallet where you would have a a pair, a, a bunch of uh, phrases for it to be able to unlock it if you ever were to lose it, that type of um, setup. And then you would have to enter in the location or the the chain, I guess is a better way to say it, the chain for that coin to be able to purchase it. Um, and so a lot of people were doing that. And the crazy thing about that was a lot of people were seeing a lot of gains because these coins I was just mentioning, like the Safe Moons and the Moon Storms and Safe Mars, um, are fractions of a fraction of a fraction of a penny, right? So they're very, 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 very low cost. So you could put in like $20, $100, and, and receive a couple million of that coin, right? The thing that makes it insecure is like, I mean, nobody really knows anything about the coin except for the fact that it exists and people are trying to push it. That's about it. Not much information is really out there about these coins. Um, it's just, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, it's, I would say it's not like Doge because Doge was kind of like, oh, this is like, this is a joke. Like we understood the purpose. A lot of these coins that are coming out, it's, it's hard to really understand the purpose. People are just like, hey, like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? It would go to zero. Just put in $10. You never know. Put in $20. You never know. You know, the greedy people will put in even more money because they're thinking, oh, if it goes to one cent, I'm a millionaire. So this is what a lot of people are doing, um, have been doing in the past week. Now, I tried to, you know, because what's $10, right? What's $20, right? If it can, if it could turn into 50000 or 20000 right? I don't really mind. Um, that's lunch money. So I was trying to get into it, but it was so difficult for me to get into it. And then I, you know, Eon, you know, who has the Forever Slow Stroking podcast, talked about one of the fees that he incurred by trying to um, buy or sell the coin. And it was just like, you know, it, it's it's the wild, wild west. So proceed with caution. If you have heard about these coins and you're interested in them, proceed with caution. Um, you know, it, it, it's really the wild, wild west. Literally, before I started doing this podcast, right, I'm in the Safe Moon Discord. I went to look for the Safe Moon Discord and it wasn't there. And Safe Moon had um cut by I think like 65% and the Discord vanished. And I would, and everybody who I was conversing with was like, "Oh snap, did the coin just vanish? Did they just run off with the with the bag? Did everybody who put money into Safe Moon just get robbed?" And it and they came back and now they're back to, you know, wherever they were before that little drop or whatever but that's how scary it can be like imagine you've taken your life savings or something like that and you've put it in this very volatile coin that you don't really know much about and the discord vanishes your money vanishes and you can't really do anything about it because i mean to anybody else it was just numbers on the screen i mean it was like you were playing a game you know that could be very heartbreaking so i want everybody to not be greedy when it comes to these things to try to do their research. I tried to watch YouTube videos. I tried to source information and in, on Twitter and the discords, and it was just very hard for me to decipher any, everything. So I kind of was like, I'll, I'll maybe put like $10 or $20 towards it and just see what happens. Um, but, you know, looking at how things are going, I mean, I think I'm better off just um, watching it from the sidelines and seeing how it goes, focusing on 
you know, marathon, digital and things of that nature that I'm already involved in. Um, So that's definitely something to think about. Also, for those of you who listen to a lot of media and stuff like that, um, the media can be your sole source for information for investing and trading and things of that nature. Um, you know, it was a big media thing, you know, Doge Day, Doge Day, Doge Day, 420, 420. Then when 420 showed up, Doge basically cut in half almost, or it lost like 25 to 35%. And it's like, I mean, you're caught holding the bag, hoping that Doge Day is going to be some amazing, crazy thing when it's just a day for hedge funds and other people to take profit. So you want to make sure that you're thinking about things critically. When something is too known, you want to be cautious. You want to make sure you're taking profit along the way so that you don't get clapped hard like people who put all their money in ahead of Doge Day and just got slapped. Um, you want to make sure you're keeping all those in mind. And the last thing I'll say about crypto, something interesting, right? So remember how I said that I had to get this other wallet to be able to try to link to the chain that had Safe Moon and Moonstorm and all of that, right? In order for me to purchase those, I had to use Binance Coin, right? So what I decided to do, right, and this is just me being intuitive. So when I purchased the Binance Coin at first, I purchased it on Crypto.com. I tried to send it to my trust wallet, which is the wallet I was using to do to try to do my Safe Moon and Moonstorm and Safe Mars. When I when I tried to transfer from crypto to trust wallet, it didn't work. Now, when I talked to Eon, Eon said it probably didn't work because of the overload of people trying to actually make that transaction happen. Makes sense, right? So I was like, okay, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. Then the next day I was like, you know what? It wouldn't hurt to just try it again because the money's just sitting there after all. I'm not really losing anything by trying to make the transaction, right? It's not like I'm I'm incurring a fee or anything like that. I'm just making a transaction, and if it doesn't go through, the fee never happens. So I'm good. But this time, like, my Binance coin went through in, like, a second. And then I thought to myself, if so many people are trying to get Binance coin in order for them to take advantage of these crazy, you know, stock, uh, crazy cryptos, like Safe Moon, Safe Mars, and Moonstorm, why don't I just hold Binance Coin and stake it? Because the staking rate is high for me. Staking it was like twenty five percent API, meaning you know I'm gonna get twenty five percent on staking that coin. And you know while I'm staking it and I'm making money on that end, as more and more people are buying and selling Binance Coin in order to facilitate these, you know, other coin extravagant things that people are trying to do, Binance should go up in value. I mean, if a lot of people are buying Binance and let's say they can't actually purchase the safe moon or can't purchase anything else, I mean, they're they're stuck holding Binance. And as you know, a a crypto's price, almost similarly to a stock's price, is going to rely a lot on supply and demand. So if there's a high demand for something, I feel like it's going to drive the price up. So I'm holding Binance coin right now and staking it, um, you know, just because I feel like the Binance coin is going to go up. And Binance coin has been doing very well. It's in a bull run right now. No telling how long the bull run is going to last, but I like my position right now and how I'm staking it. And, you know, if Binance coin drops for any reason, it's all good. I have a lot of faith in the coin just because of how I've seen it transactionally used to try to get into these YOLO coins, right? The the GameStops and AMCs of the of the coin world, of the crypto world, right? So yeah. Um that's what I wanted to say on that. 
Um, last thing I'm gonna talk about is just um some of the other um some of the other stocks I'm looking at. So you know, I only really want to focus on, like I said, waiting on Microsoft to come back, keeping my eyes on Marathon, keeping my eyes on Disney. But opportunity here um, for um, two companies in particular, um, and that's going to be Roku and Square. So Roku right now, um, I mean, the highest it's seen of all time was 486, and the recent low it had was 291, and right now it's sitting at 339. Um, so, you know, with that being said, um, you know, I'm excited to potentially, um, invest more into Roku, um, just because it's, it's performed very well over the course of, um, the last year. Um, so I think that the company has a lot more to offer, um, in terms of, you know, how it's moving and it's, uh, usage and, you know, how people have been investing in it. Um, their debt to equity ratio is amazing. Um, you know, virtually no debt to equity. Um, yeah. And then Square is like one of my favorite companies. I mean, Square is just doing the, it's just doing the thing. And I feel like they could really enter the crypto space and the NFT space, um, especially very, very solidly. Um, if they just plan things the right way. Um, debt to equity is not too fly, but we know that with Square, um, the creators keep a lot of the funds. Like I know for people who do transactions using Cash App or do transactions using Square, um, you know, sometimes they don't really make money on the transaction. Like I don't ever deposit my money right away. I just deposit it whenever it'll deposit. So I don't pay Square, right? But somebody else, right, who's taking those transactions and paying Square isn't even paying them that much. So I feel like as time progresses, um, as they sort of flesh out their business and, you know, own more stuff and things of that nature, they can really go crazy. Um, but, you know, I saw them around 200. They went on a quick little bull run and hit 280. I was so sick. I was like, dang, I missed out on um, potential $80 gains. But the reason why I wasn't shaking about it as well is because it has now come back down to around 242. Um, so hopefully, um, it ends up coming all the way back down close to 200, but if it doesn't, um, where could I load up at? I might load up at like 224 if it, if it hits that. Um, but if it just keeps going from 240, I mean, Godspeed, I'll wait for it to come back down. I feel like it's eventually going to have to come around, you know, below 240. I mean, somewhere in the 220s at least, even if it doesn't come all the way back to 200, um, in the near term, but yeah, so those are the two that I kind of like, um, thank you all for tuning in, thank you all for sticking with me, I'm hoping that y'all like the game I'm giving, I'm gonna keep on giving free game, I'm gonna keep on coming on here and doing the dang thing, and I appreciate y'all, this was longer than I expected, but hey, I love it, and I'll talk to y'all next week, all right, peace.